This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our transfer series. Joining you every single morning at 8 a.m. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. The Edusha is back. The Edusha is in service because Arsenal have closed on their next signing. Alexander Zinchenko, we're going to talk a lot about him more in just a moment. Without further ado, though, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never, ever miss a show. The show yesterday with Harry Simu for our weekly Canton and Simu catch-up. We talked a lot about Zinchenko right before, obviously, the big announcements drop. It's what happens. It's what happens on this channel. You know, we we talk about things, we we discuss uh, topics, and then obviously what happens is they actually, you know, they actually happen straight afterwards as well. Goodness me. Uh, let's go into the chat box and jump to say good morning to people. Simon, good morning to Blackshine, to Kaiser, Morgie, Matt G. Good morning. Nick, Guna, Greg, NSW, Chris, uh, Yule, uh, I'm assuming you that might be right. I hope it is. Harvey, good morning to you, to Lynn, to Temi, to Simon, to Damien, to Ife, to Jose, Harvey as well. Stay safe in the UK and the rest of Europe here in the north of Sweden. It's around 27, 21 degrees. Keep drinking and stay in the shadows. Yeah, goodness me, it's, it's warm. I never, I, I kind of don't, I, I think I took for granted, you know, I'd actually, I don't, I take for granted now how I don't have to wear shirts every day for work because it is a killer. So respect to everybody that is wearing shirts to work because it is just not a bit of me right now. I remember having to teach in these kind of conditions was a joke. So, uh, yeah, disgusting. But uh, Edu has not got a problem wearing shirts when he's making signings, and that is exactly what he is doing this transfer window. Let's uh, crack on with today's stories. As always, first of all, we tell you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. as usual with the boys to discuss uh, Zinchenko and, of course, plenty more as well. But our first story of the day has to revolve around the greatest kit launch for the greatest kits ever created by Adidas. Um, amazing away kit that I ordered almost immediately yesterday, uh, and that will be arriving hopefully uh, very soon. I also ordered, and I, to be honest, I never ever buy like merch, like quote unquote merch from the club. I only ever buy 
um, you know, the, uh, the the shirts, the actual strips, but the black T-shirt with the AFC uh, logo on it had to be a had to be a purchase. I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and start moaning about merchandise and Cronky's pockets and all of that. If you enjoy something, go and buy it. That's what I say. And uh, I certainly did enjoy seeing plenty of what was on offer from Arsenal yesterday. So uh, I hope that you're getting hold of your Arsenal away kit because it is quite. The looker, I think we can all agree. I've left a poll in the chat box, a very unbiased poll, of course. Uh, I think you've got four options. The question was, um, vote on what you think. Is this the best away kit of all time? The options being yes, of course, definitely, and no. Only joking. Of course it is. They were your options. So make sure you vote on today's poll to make sure you give an unbiased view as to what you think of the kit. Now, Marcelo Flores, we talked about yesterday, is, is garnering interest from the MLS. However, reports yesterday suggested also that what we've got is a player that is also suggesting there is also interest from championship teams and from European teams, and that Arsenal are potentially working on a loan deal that could see him leave in the next five days or so. So that's going to be interesting to see where he obviously goes and where he might end up as well. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Marcelo Flores play senior football because for me, he was the the most highly regarded talent in the youth academy. To my understanding, the club certainly rated it as the most highly regarded talent beyond Charlie Patino, uh, or rather behind Charlie Patino. Charlie Patino obviously standing out, but behind him, Marcelo Flores was the standout candidate, not Amari Hutchinson, perhaps telling us why they were more willing to allow him, I say allow him, they didn't really have much of a choice. I don't think they were ever willing to match what uh, the proposal was was from Chelsea. So, but Marcelo Flores, MLS or Europe, we're going to see plenty of him play senior football, it seems, next season, which is great. Now, following Balogun uh, has also been garnering interest. Championship teams and teams in the Bundesliga have interest in trying to sign the striker on loan for next season. It's much it's much more likely now that he moves on, Arsenal signing Gabriel Jesus, renewing Eddie Nketiah's contract. It just seems like the obvious um, the obvious way forwards for him is, is obviously to try and get him signed up to a situation where he's going to get the most minutes that he can and flourish, because that's obviously what we want him to do. And if he's going to develop, he's going to try and co- close that gap on the likes of Nketiah and, and, and Jesus, which is going to be very, very difficult now, especially considering that, you know, Nketiah has just signed that new deal on a hundred grand a week, we are led to believe. So seeing this possibly happen is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But what we're hoping is that we can see an improvement uh, in following Balogun next season so that he can return for 23-24, a player that can fight for his spot in the first team squad. Let's move forwards to Nuno Tavares, who we talked about as a potential move to Marseille was going to happen. The Portuguese uh, wing-back or full-back or however you want to look at him looked as if a move to Marseille was the most likely destination. However, that has hit a bit of a stumbling block. Uh, Arsenal and Tavares in particular is not really willing, it seems, to make that move. Uh, The option to buy that Marseille wanted to include in the contract is not something that Arsenal are interested in including whatsoever. They don't want to lose Tavares for a very small fee because, you know, he could go on loan and have an absolutely brilliant, brilliant season. We just don't know. And you don't want to be in a situation like we was with Genduzi or with Mavropanos where you've put a tiny little option 
on their deal and you're getting money that is just not available or rather just not worth the same as what their genuine value in the market is. So it does not look like for the moment anyway that Nuno Tavares will be joining Marseille but could still be expected to leave with Arsenal closing in on a potential new fullback for the coming Premier League season. Now, our penultimate story of the day is Yuri Tielemans. It is reported by Football Insider that he is still desperate to make this move to Arsenal. He wants to join the club. He is holding out to join the club and he is still very much pushing uh, Arsenal to try and, and make that bid. This is just a very strange scenario. I say strange. I think I can make sense of it. In my mind, what Arsenal are doing is that they know pretty much guaranteed that they can get hold of Yuri Tielemans. It's not going to be a problem for them to put a bid in that Leicester will probably accept and they'll get hold of him. I think that they have targets that are higher up on their list of priorities and they are simply just not willing at this stage to commit fully to Tillemans, knowing that there are potentially options to get a better player on the market instead of him. That said, you know, he's of a level that I think if you can go and get someone like Yuri Tillemans, you should just go and get him. I think he's a very, very good Premier League proven midfielder that would add a lot of quality to the team. If Arsenal prove me wrong and go out and sign a brilliant player, then sure. But I'm struggling to see who is going to fill that left-sided eight role, other than Zinchenko, of course, who could come in and play it like Tielemans good. I think he's a very good option, a very good price. Uh, Arsenal, it just seems, are delaying this potential deal because they know they can look elsewhere. Um, so we will see what indeed does happen with that. Um, let's move on to Lissandro Martinez, uh, who has joined Manchester United. It is Here we go, as uh, Fabrizio describes. Now, a report came out yesterday that I wanted to talk about and cover on this morning's show because i tell you what, the misconceptions flying around the Premier League fandom and YouTube channels and discussion shows seem to think that he turns down Manchester United in... Sorry, turns down Arsenal in favour of Manchester United. This is plainly untrue. Arsenal pulled out of this deal as soon as they found the levels of the price for Lissandro Martinez going to a certain level. As soon as they realised how high Ajax were willing to take that figure and how high Man United were willing to pay for the guy, they just absolutely aborted things well ahead and then have got the lead on this Zinchenko deal and moved for an alternative target. So if you see anyone trying to claim wrongly that he turned down Arsenal in favour of Manchester United. This is factually untrue at this stage. Arsenal pulled out of the deal unwilling to match the asking price of what Ajax wanted and Manchester United simply were willing to go to that uh, level of, of fee, which is just simply not what he's worth. He's a good player. I liked him. I would have absolutely taken him at Arsenal, but not for 60 million euros. I mean, I've even seen suggestions the figure and the ultimate figure could be even higher than that. So, you know, to say that he's worth that amount of money, he just isn't worth that amount of money. And to get Zinchenko for £30 million instead is a very, very good move by the club. Imagine that you could get Zinchenko for half the price of Martinez. You know, and we wanted to play Lissandro Martinez at left-back. That was the understanding. So to get a player that's actually more naturally a left-back than him, at half the price, possibly less than half the price, and Premier League experience, and still below his prime years at the top level, is a very good move for Arsenal indeed. And now moving on to the main man and the reason for our Ukrainian strip of colour today on the thumbnail for the show. Arsenal have agreed a deal with both Manchester City and now Zinchenko. He is expected to join Arsenal 
on a four-year deal. There could potentially be room for an option of a, thir- a further year in that. In terms of wages, we're still not sure. The final figure is set to be £30 million with £2 million in additional bonuses. That £30 million will not be pay- paid up front. We imagine it will be structured uh, with those £2 million extra in bonuses. Um, but Zinchenko is going to be joining Arsenal, it seems, 99% confirmed at this stage. Um, and it'll be a case of now him getting the green light to travel for his medical. That is what's expected to take place next. Uh, whether or not that takes place in the US or England, there's been conflicting reports. Some had suggested that he would return to England to complete the move, whilst others have suggested he may just have his medical in the US. The logistics of the deal were still being sorted out late yesterday. So we can imagine that Zinchenko will rock up at Arsenal in the coming days a very, very good move indeed. Uh, and that completes all of today's stories. Let's jump into the chat box and go through some of your questions off this quick break. I think that the internet is, is having, uh, the hamster is on the wheel, it seems, and not pedaling fast enough. So we may have to go to our Q&A screen, which is fine. But if you've got any questions for the chat box, now is your time to start throwing them in. Okay, let's try and tackle as many of your questions as we can from the chat box. Uh, Let's go to Hanks, who says, cue the clown saying we didn't want him anyway. (laughs) Goodness me. Now, Hanks joined us in the comment section yesterday, uh, was not happy with the way in which myself and Harry were talking about things. We did offer Hanks the opportunity to come onto the channel for a chat, but when he was asked for his contact details to come on the show, he's kind of swerved it. You know, he's... That classic keyboard warrior. Uh, Manu says, could you compare the Tielemann situation to going to the club, trying to pull a 10, knowing you can fall back on the seven who's been eyeing you all night? That shirt would defo pull a 10. I mean, I did like to put out on social media yesterday that, uh, that yeah, look, that, that shirt is, is wearable in, in almost all scenarios. I, I don't know how many places we're going to take this shirt. We're going to try and take pictures of this shirt in all different locations because it's just, I'd never, ever, ever wear Arsenal shirts out. I just don't do it. Like it's, the only time I do it is to games um, or to watch, you know, games if it's on somewhere like on a big screen or like something like that. But genuinely, this away shirt is one of the most casual, casually acceptable um, kind of shirts that's out there. Connor, the new thumbnail, I mean, this thumbnail is purely for today's show, in fairness. It is just because of the Ukrainian side of things with, with Zinchenko, of course, joining us. But don't worry. Some uh, some new designs are are on the way. That's that's all I'll say. I'll just tease you with that. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen for our new look for next season. Uh, Rahul says, Tom, as Arteta and educational... Uh, edu- <laughs> well, <laughs> I understand what you mean. I was the educational. I was like, what? Now I understand what you mean. Uh, are buying young, talented players for the long term, three to five seasons, does this discourage our young Hale End Academy players to stay in Arsenal due to a lack of opportunities? Potentially, you know, potentially we could see someone like him, uh, like, like those young players, find a problem um, in joining uh, the, the first team. But I don't think... I don't think it's necessarily something we should concern ourselves with. Arsenal need to be ruthless. Arsenal need to be in a situation whereby they have the best possible players to put them towards the biggest titles and trophies. We can't be willingly opening the doors to every youth talent that comes through. If we Arsenal can go and sign a player that's going to progress them forwards and push them towards titles, which is what we obviously want to see them do, that's what we need to focus on. You know, that's what we need to be ensuring 
um, that we see happening. So to be honest, it does not affect me in any way, not seeing all of these Halen graduates get that chance because Arsenal need to, in my opinion, buy better players to position themselves better to compete for the top trophies. Uh, let's go to uh, Jelly Pig, who says, what are realistic expectations for the league position silverware next season? Personally, I think we should push to win the Europa League and top four. A domestic trophy would also be lovely. Uh, I think you're pretty much spot on. You know, the, the minimum next season has to be qualifying for the Champions League. Absolute minimum. If we don't qualify for the Champions League, there's going to be some very difficult conversations at the end of the season about the managerial position. Um, but, you know, we need to push as high as feasibly possible. You know, I don't want to sit, you know, sit here and say, yeah, fourth place. That is the expectation. Um, for me, I think we need to be pushing. Uh, thanks, Vido. Wow, Hank says his expectation is seventh for next season. I think you need to raise your standards, mate, to be honest. Equally different, says Zinchenko is the main midfield signing. Happy with that. I think we need one more in midfield. You know, I said at the start of the window that Arsenal needed to sign two midfielders this season. Um, I think we need the extra midfielder. Uh, if we aren't going to go and get one, I think I would be disappointed indeed. Alex says, if Arsenal had signed Rafinha, do you think Arteta would have played him on the left or moved Saka back to the left-hand side? I think had we have signed Rafinha, Saka would have played alongside Rafinha on the left, as you say. Now we don't really know what wide player Arsenal are going to be going for. We talked yesterday about the idea of, you know, the, the Jarrah Bowens of this world, but you aren't going to get these players for like 80 odd million quid. And you're really going to spend 80 million pounds on a player that's going to compete and not even start over Bukayo Saka? No. Arsenal went to around 40 million pounds in that region and were willing to go that high for Rafinha. They were never willing to match the 60 odd million that Chelsea were willing to go to. They just didn't value him at that price and to be honest it didn't make too much sense for that side of things either I think Arsenal can go and get a really good wide player but they don't have to spend loads on it and compromise our ability to maybe add someone in the midfield uh, let's scroll down a little bit more uh, Hiss says uh, good good damn is that maybe that's something from from in Polish that I don't know I'm well are you uh, how are you I'm watching from Poland Warsaw Love your show. I enjoy it every single day. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate the kind words, as always. Hovic says, this is Arteta's team now. No more excuses. Go out and play hard. This team is totally different than the Emery days. I can't disagree. There cannot be excuses this season. And the thing is, I was talking to Harry about this yesterday. You know, Arsenal needed to get themselves a squad where only the finger could be pointed towards Arteta. You know, last season when we didn't get top four, we'd missed out on the Champions League qualification. There were clear reasons for that. You know, Partey, Tommy, Tierney, White, all getting injured in the last run-in of the campaign. Arsenal needs to be in a position where if we lose players to injury, we have the quality cover to bring in and compete. I don't want backups. I want competitors. So that I'm not looking at, you know, Tavares being a backup. I'm not looking at necessarily Elneny being the backup. Arsenal needs to be in a position where they have the good quality players to come in and compete with those starters. So that if we get to the end of the season and we haven't qualified for the top four, I can't sit and say, or no one else can sit and say, this player, that player, no. You've got a good enough squad that we could get into that top four. We need to be in a position where we can point the finger solely at the management and the executives at the club, not because of misfortune. That's where we want to be. That's where we need to be. And I think we are getting very, very, very close to that stage with this squad. Uh, Stephen says, are you suggesting a backup for Saka? No, I'm suggesting a competitor. Uh, that's what's most important. Uh, Fido says, Tom, are you doing a podcast on Sunday morning? Probably uh, because I'm not doing a show on a Thursday. The reason why I'm not doing a show on Thursday 
because I'm doing an 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. shift covering the uh, the game against Orlando on Wednesday night, early hours of Thursday morning. So I will be sleeping all the way through Thursday morning. So I will try and make up for that by doing a show on Sunday to the best of my ability. So yes, there should be two shows for you over the weekend rather than just the usual one. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Carl. It says, Tom, fellow Gooners, do you think we should leave Jesus out of the team for Chelsea, given their previous history of friendlies and his value to start the season? Of course, we did lose Thomas Partey in the game against Chelsea last season. Uh, we did we lost him because of injury. Very frustrating to lose him, of course. Should we leave out Jesus? The answer is no, I don't think so. Injuries are part of football. Should we play him for the full 90 minutes? Probably not. You know, we've got enough players to use two teams. I don't think that we need to be risking anyone for more than 45 minutes at the moment. Preseason's about fitness, building up, experimentation, standards, you know, all of that stuff. But we don't need to be worrying about that necessarily. Uh, let's go to Vishal, who says, Tom, does it make sense to go for Paqueta as a 10 now that we've got Zinchenko? This would, of course, mean pushing Vieira further up as a wide forward. What are your thoughts? I think that Paqueta is a player of a level of versatility that could come in and play left eight, could play at 10, could potentially play in a wide area. If you're going to put £50 million on an attacking player, I'm fine with it being someone like Paqueta. It's him and Milinkovic-Savic I only really look at as the players that I would stump up 50 million plus for this summer window. Rafinha, would I have gone that high? You know, if it had happened, maybe I haven't, I'd i be singing off a different hymn sheet. But, you know, in, in, in hindsight, going to the 60s, 70 million euros that it ended up costing to get hold of Rafinha, I am a little bit, I'm a little bit held back in that because, of course, we have Bukayo Saka. If you say to me, who starts at right wing against Crystal Palace, Rafinha or Saka, it's Saka without without question. You know, it'd be Saka, Martinelli and Jesus for me starting that game and still are starting that game come the first game of the season. Uh, Gunnar Davis says, what about Sam Maximan? For me, he's a lot of show and no go. Um, there needs to be more end products from Sam Maximan before I would um, commit to a player like him. I also think Newcastle would charge a silly fee, to be honest. Uh, what about Madison, says Faisal. Uh, Madison will go for a very, very big fee. You know, we're looking upwards of 50, 60 million pounds from Leicester, I think. And I, I, I just don't think that that's a deal that Arsenal are going to do this summer. We've already spent money on Vieira. We have Odegaard. He isn't like Paqueta where he can play those roles in those wider positions as well. Yes, he's he can play the left eight, which is a position we need. Yes, he could play 10. But I think Paqueta's added, added versatility would make me lean more towards the Brazilian than, than getting Madison right now. Um, let's go to uh, Jesse, who says, no real rush for Tillemans. See what we can move out first. What funds are available to possibly get another two quality midfielders and a forward squad would start looking very impressive then. Look, I think that in terms of the, the Zinchenko situation, the Zinchenko deal in itself is one of those midfield positions. You know, at the start of the season, I said I wanted two central midfielders. Zinchenko will fulfill one of those areas. His level that he puts that in for Ukraine is a fantastic amount of, of quality that we see from him. His Premier League level, I mean, I remember listening to an interview that Carl Walker did where he talked about Zinchenko being in the top three players at Man City. You know, this is a guy of, of genuine quality that you are going to see people underrate and overlook massively. You just wait. It's going to happen. Zinchenko is going to be talked down about. He's going to be written off. You're going to see people do it. 
both within the Arsenal fan base and outside of it. I look forward to them being proven wrong, certainly. Uh, let's go to, is the lack of outgoings worrying me, Kuehl asks. To an extent, because obviously I would love to see more outgoings. But the thing is, with the players that we are going to see move on, we expect to see move on, they're going to happen towards the end of the window. You know, there are players there that are not the type of players that get snapped up at the beginning of a transfer window. They're players that teams wait for, that wait for opportunities for, because they aren't worth too much money. They aren't at the top of anyone's wish list. And as soon as they start losing out on their plan A, B and Cs, they're going to start coming to try and grab the players that unfortunately were signed by Edu and Wenger and to a lesser extent, some of those players like Marie at the start of Arteta's tenure. But it is only Marie from that squad that you would say is part of that group. So... I think that we've now learned a lot from the mistakes of the past in terms of our recruitment, and we've improved on things. You know, if you look at this window, if we bring in Zinchenko, if we bring in another attacking player, you'd be looking at a very good 8 out of 10 plus, arguably more, window. Last summer, the six signings that we made, again, you were looking at a solid 8 out of 10 window. And you start going back, and those windows and the ratings out of 10 for those windows are going down and down and down and down. You can see the progression and the quality of the recruitment that we've seen improve over the last five to 10 years, it has improved dramatically. But the piece talking about how Jesus and the similarities to Alexis Sanchez, the signing that we made, both of them signing at 25 years of age, both of them coming from sides managed by Pep Guardiola previously. Of course, Alexis played his final year at Barca um, without Guardiola there. Both players coming from a position where they're taking that step into Arsenal in you know moving into their prime and potentially a player that would elevate those around him. Alexis certainly did that, and you can see the same thing from Jesus in a short space of time, how he raises the level of those about him. So that, I think, is, you know, there's a lot of parallels between those two, and potentially we could see a similar type of impact of what we saw from Alexis with Gabriel Jesus, and I hope that is certainly the case. You know, Alexis wouldn't, what not what I would say would be a world-class player when he signed, but certainly in that first year at Arsenal, we tipped over into that world-class category. And Jesus, I think, is of a very similar level arriving at Arsenal. There were questions about whether or not he's yet world-class. Could certainly tip over into that level as well. Um, let's go to... Let's scroll up and see if we can find any more... Uh, Peter says, what's the FPL link? I did tweet out uh, the FPL if you want to join our FPL league. So if you go over to that Beginner Talk TV on Twitter, you'll be able to find, if you scroll down, um, there will be a link for that. I will start putting it into the description as well. Uh, you probably just need to give me a nudge to remind me after the show. Um, Manu says, top three priorities of extending contracts, Saka, Saliba, Gabriel, and Martinelli, I'll squeeze in as a fourth as well. He's got to be up there too in terms of getting those contracts renewed. Um, Alan says, is Zinchenko a Ukrainian James Milner or is he better? Well, first of all, James Milner is nine odd years older, <laughs> but James Milner is also a very versatile player and a player that has won the Premier League and the Champions League playing a lot of minutes for Liverpool. And Klopp leans on James Milner a hell of a lot. I wouldn't have signed him now, don't get me wrong. But players like that are integral to these types of teams. And that's why City have won trophies with players like Zinchenko in their team. And that's why Liverpool have won trophies with players like James Milner in their team. These types of figures, not only for their versatility and utility, but for their quality and for their leadership and for their kind of impact on the dressing room. These types of players are absolutely key. Uh, Sam says, Tom, when are you getting the new shirt, buddy? It's already bought. It's already done. It's on its way. It is in the mail. It will be arriving very, very soon. As soon as I get it, it will be worn on the morning show. Don't 
you worry. Thank you, Carl. Much appreciate the kind words. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, I would really appreciate There's over 1,300 of you tuning in live. Thank you for the continued support on these morning shows. It means a hell of a lot. Thank you for the 99%, as always, uh, for being brilliant in our chat box and, uh, and being very supportive and open and respectful too. Uh, let's go to... Uh, so here says, Tom, did you see um, Sun, the Suns Martin's tweet on City Extra saying it says Zinchenko is still thinking if he should join Arsenal? I haven't seen that. I will certainly try and check it out after the stream. But uh, as of yesterday, it was agreed personally and with the player as well about a potential move to the club. So, you know, we're 99% certain at this stage uh, that, it's, that it is going to happen. You know, personal terms agreed, deals agreed with Man City. It's a matter of time. It is at this stage. Uh, let's go to Amiro. who says, Morning, Tom. Knowing how notorious we are at doing deadline day signings, which position would you be okay with leaving till last, possibly January? Probably that wide position. You know, the, the versatile defender was absolutely key. A central midfielder is absolute priority. We needed to make sure that we had those done. So of those kind of three, that was the player that I would have waited for until January. Because if we, we have a lot of attacking players, it might mean that we keep Pepe or Nelson until January or, you know, we just cut our ties with those players and say, look, you're going to be here for another year and you're going to go on a free. It might happen. I just don't think anyone's going to pay what Nicolas Pepe is worth uh, because he's just on a ridiculous, ridiculous level of money every single week and that is making it very difficult for Pepe to move on if we're being very very honest about Pepe he didn't fulfill that potential he never ever fulfilled the expectation um and I really don't really understand why we would continue on with him at this stage other than the fact that his wages make it impossible for us to move him on um but there are a lot of players that are more suited to what we're doing right now that are better in both coming off the bench, which Pepe has been doing a lot, and starting games. And ultimately, I just don't see Pepe being a player that is going to succeed. You're right, he does have the two years left on his deal, so maybe it means that we go down to the one year left on his contract and just have to accept that um, and take what we can get next summer for Pepe if he can't be moved on this summer. It might be that we can get him alone with an option. Sevilla said to be interested. There are also players, teams like Leicester and Everton also said to be interested in the player. Hopefully we can get something for him. You know, I just don't think that he's a player that was ever going to be of the level that we needed to take us to that next step. Uh, and that's that's it. We can all say that he didn't get enough opportunities, enough games. But even in those opportunities that he had, he very rarely took them, unfortunately. Uh, people use the, the goals and assists of his first season as some kind of barometer to say, that he could have done, but the amount of stat padding that went on in the Europa League, like when you take away those stats and you look purely at the Premier League statistics, they aren't they they aren't justifiable for the wages for the money that we spent. Um, let's go to Igbo who says Tom. I suspect Arsenal might move for a Paqueta because he can play five positions: the left eight uh, and right eight positions, and anywhere in the front three. Ten left sided, right sided. Maybe we'll see Paqueta as a player that Arsenal go for a little bit later on. But according to The Athletic, you know, it wasn't a player that we were really going for um, at this stage of the window, uh, despite the fact that plenty of other places said that he was a player that we were looking at. 
who knows at this stage we will have to wait and see what happens between now and the end of the window thank you so much for tuning in i'll be live at 10 a.m over on the arsenal way link as always is in the link tree in the description thank you to the 99 percent absolute legends in the chat box joining us as always do drop a like on the video subscribe to the channel if you are new we're closing in now on our next milestone thank you so much for helping us push towards that it's been a genuine pleasure it is always is and yeah we'll see you again very very soon and as always oh before i go uh did want to say that uh sebastian haller we are thinking with you right now and uh, hope that you recover from the situation that you're in as well. Uh, for those that don't know, if you go onto Dortmund's Twitter page, it will give you more information about what's happened. But uh, yeah, we wish Sebastian Haller the absolute best and I can't imagine what you're going through right now uh, and hope that you have a swift recovery. Thank you, people. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.